Hello, and welcome to the Aquarian Spirals podcast. Musings on astrology, cosmology, practical woo, non-monogamy, and just general witchiness. Your guide to love-soaked revolution and paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Aquarian Spirals podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Moreno, and this episode's a little bit different. Um, I've been writing a lot and I I started writing this evening and realized that this writing might make a good podcast episode as well. And so it's done in what I'm calling a micro mini novella style. It's only about 13 minutes long. Um, but one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is how much I think that the astrological world really benefits from more personal narrative style writing that talks about transits. And I've seen you know, several others astrologists do this. Astrologers do this. Uh, Sabrina Monarch has done this. I've seen um, Palace Augustine do this, and in a lot of ways, that's where I had my roots. Um, you might not know this about me, but I spent two years between 2014 and 2016 writing a weekly column for an a website. Um, And the topic was astrology and spirituality. And although this was not my intention heading into it, what I ended up doing was um, writing about my personal experiences. It was a time in my life where I was really being (laughs) cracked open as a healer. And so I was doing a lot of personal narrative writing and it was really cathartic for me. I think it was really cathartic for the people who were reading And it's been something I really wanted to get back to, although my muse kind of left me several years ago. So this is kind of in the vein of that. Meandering thoughts, astrological transits, and I hope you enjoy it. Current Astrology a micro-mini-novella. It's not lost on me that during this, the third pass of Saturn exactly conjunct my natal sun and my descendant, that I am once again in isolation. The last pass was because of COVID. The first one was because of work. Total isolation. This time, it's the Aquarian freeze that's got me relegated to the realms of my ice princess self. A better metaphor for one side of my aqua sun swarp moon you could not find. Who needs wrath when you can become the queen of swords? This current round of isolation is less imperative and enforced than the last bout. That last bout, I tested positive for COVID for 12 days. COVID proper, I wasn't that sick. But still, clear blue line. Or was it pink? And who wants to even slightly risk giving anyone else that shit? Don't answer that. This round of Saturn saturnizing my already somewhat Saturny sun, it's my ankles, you see. 
another Aquarian cliche. They won't support me on slippery surfaces, and the ground outside has been a slushy icicle mix all week. My body has been broken, battered, and bruised so many times that I've become highly avoidant of things like, you know, falling. For the week of this last Saturn super exact my son, super exact conjunct my son phase, the parts of my ankle bone, yes, that's a technical term, that had broken off in other falls were like fractured diamonds threatening to slowly fray the remaining ligaments. Doctors had told me I might feel them someday. They were right. It wasn't as bad as it sounds, but I'm loving imagery right now. So yes, due to all my prior issues with ankles, the first round of which came when I was five years old playing softball in a field, when faced with unstable footing, well, I freeze. I stare looking at the slushy slushy ice patch, even some which more confident humans would run full speed across, and I freeze. Which means that when the hill outside my door is covered in snow, I spend lots of time alone. But I don't like humans anyway. Who needs them? Two years of Neptune Square Neptune culminating now, pouring all that cosmic disenchantment right into my esophagus, where acid reflux has taken root for the first time in my life. Humans are the acid. They're terrible and painful. Save for the ones I like. Neptune station today. The square is exact. At the same time that fucking Mars retrograde exactly trines my natal, currently Saturnized sun. I'm cranky and sleepy and want to move to the woods so my mind can float in the treetops and the rivers and be embraced by the rose garden I'd clearly have there. Be alone because my choice to remove myself from civilization. Not stupid city circumstance. Earlier I sighed out a digital collage of a woman stepping through an oceanic pyramid portal drenched in waterfalls of light. I wanted to float in the ocean and watch her go. I would hope some dolphins would join me and I'd shapeshift to feel myself gliding freely through the waves. I've been thinking so much about isolation as a cappy Aquarian epidemic. Super cappy lockdown in early 2020, reinforced by Saturn and Aquarius. And in 2022, a mental health epidemic that in my language is Saturn and Aquarius square the nodes. But in the real world, heavy quotes, seems to be just something to cover up. Those with money ignore those without. Those with helpful immune systems ignore those without. I can't place blame honestly. Navigating active empathy that is displayed in behavior is a straight route to shame for most folks, and we are not well equipped to deal with shame. The system has betrayed us. And oh, how my heart breaks. Looking at timelines for Pluto's ingress into Aquarius this evening, feeling a heavy dose of, hooray, something new, followed by the grimace of, I'll be how old when Pluto finally leaves my sign? 
followed by a sigh. And then back to pondering what the period will mean for innovation, empowerment, and disempowerment of the people. Other glimmers I dare not speak. Being a seer is also isolating. Power to the peaceful, I pray. I remember being 24 or 5 at a sound check in Golden Gate Park, high on weed brownies, wanting to give little love licks and bites to all the humans with me who I loved. Oh, how I long for frolicking in the grass without thinking about money and virus and pain and ethics. Uranus has been exactly opposite my moon. My emotions become interactive visions stored in my body, prancing around my field. And from them, I make art. And I share it, of course. Or at least I will at some point, because Leo rising. But also, Uranus is also conjunct my MC. So these revelations are part of the story, what I'm meant to bring out into the world. Isolation, isolation, isolation. But what would I do without my work? I lean on it so hard, not just the client work and teaching, though. I've spoken frequently about ways client work has been my main vessel for sublimation and sanity over the last few years. But right now it's different. My work is saving me because when I'm alone and restless, I can create and think and read and write. This time, as a friend so aptly put it earlier today, it's my intellectual curiosity that makes me good at what I do. And what I'll add now, it's my intellectual curiosity that sustains me. The fascination of... So how is humanity going to work its way out of this mess? Or even at a lesser level, I can put on a lecture from my coursework or a podcast or grab a book and, well, my whole system feels soothed because I love it. I'm two-thirds of the way done with a two-year psychosynthesis coaching training that has brought me back to one of my one true loves, Jung and Depth Psychology. I typed that and got a shiver. Some relationships really do endure and grow more magical with time. And this morning I got to witness a socially relevant salon through the Salome Institute, which I name drop here because I have waited 10 years to see someone taking up the mantle of a social justice informed tribute to Jung's work. The topic of the salon, trans ways of knowing. The next one, Disability justice, or something like that. I type those things and I want to cry. I'm so grateful. And I recently learned that my primary mentor in grad school, a man who just happened to have lived in Hiroshima working with the dreams of survivors and their descendants, who curriculumized my immersion in depth psychology and soul work while being the first adult I'd ever met, who did not greet my concerns about the future of the earth with, oh, just lighten up, but instead gave me validation and tools and acknowledgement of grief. 
who gave me rituals and ways to create my own rituals and reconnection with a spirituality, my own sacred spirituality, while deftly intimating the importance of staying connected with traditions that are alive and vital, who introduced me to the great turning and Joanna Macy and who made me sweat in a lodge, forehead to the cool earth, while my entire being poured out of my pores and I wept and groaned and died a little while he acknowledged Amanda, who showed up asking for wisdom and did not turn away when I placed Apocalypse in her arms. He's reshaped the local, formerly stuffy local Jungian society until a vessel into a vessel for community trying to navigate the great turning. The website even has a social justice commitment now. And I have a level of faith that that commitment is not just words. These are the communities I need now. And so back to that Mars retrograde. Someone told me the other day that Mars trining my son should feel full of potential and possibility. But I'm only receiving its severance qualities. I keep severing relationships. I keep opting out of communities that were once so important to me. Although not without months of careful consideration. This is strategic severance. I have to conserve my life force. I keep learning about resistance and the war of art and the power of shame. I think about Mars retrograding through my 11th and that theme of severance, even as I recognize that my natal Mars, retrograde in Virgo, is also activated. As I pick, pick, pick at the literal skin I'm in. TikTok tells me that's a stim. It is comforting. And Jupiter has stationed on my Venus in the midst of all this, the part of me that knows <laughs> that all is love. Venus in the eighth house in Pisces, man, that love muffin has gotten me through it at the same time as she had made, has made so many things so rose-colored glasses difficult. But that part of me knows that love is the most important thing there is. That part of me believes, even in the dark. Even when I'm under threat of bursting at the seams while everyone I love is thrown into their own shit and unable to be there for me. Even when I look around and see so much suffering. That part of me is so grounding and so grounded and ultimately sane. I wonder what it might be like to experience that kind of transcendent transit with all the other shit going on. All right, friends. Thanks so much for listening. If this is something that has been impactful, meaningful, fun, or touching, or whatever for you to listen to, please do share it. Um, share it on social media or just share it with your people. Your ratings on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts are really helpful. 
as well. Um, and in terms of what's coming up for me, uh, things feel very quiet right now, although I need to kick into high gear because I always do year ahead readings. Um, they're packages that I offer. They are uh, something that many people buy every year and they're a look at the astrology for the year ahead for you. And I think that what makes them different is that they're all very personalized. Um, I am printing out your charts and thinking about, you know, the themes of the here ahead in general in terms of how it interacts with your chart and your life. And there's many different options. All of that should be posted in the next week. Subscribers to my Patreon get first dibs every year as well as discounts. Um, and then I'll be doing an astrology of the year ahead workshop and visioning session uh, on January 21st. So you're welcome to attend that as well. But for now, thanks for listening. Take care.